I need to know everything Who and the what and the where I need everything Trust me, I hear what you're saying But act like it's new what you're telling me I'm curious, George, I hop in the Porsche five and a horse, I'm ready for What's up everybody, Fernando Pitti here with the UVO Group Right here in the UVO studio I'm joined today with Alan Kontarevich, my co-host We're back Here we go We're back again <laughs> You like the sound effects? <laughs> I'm excited about this one So today we have Stephanie Sharp in the building There we go, yeah Oh man, that never gets old. Nope. Um, but good to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'll give you a quick intro. So <laughs> Stephanie is a badass builder here in Utah, daughter of Stephen Daly, mm -hmm. right? You guys do some badass houses. We do, yeah. We specialize in high-end custom stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah, get some cool really, jobs. Really cool one. So I met Stephanie back when I heard about the uh, house that she built project was going on. Um, I stopped by to see if I could offer some uh, video directing services yep. and then i realized how big of a project it was and i'm like there's no way i could do this <laughs> so i ended up referring her out to uh, uh what's her name nadia 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 nadia, nadia. nadia. yeah nadia did such a good job alan you want to do me a biggest favor in the world yeah. can you hit that curtain right there and kind of close that or if you can reach it stephanie i know it's kind of like there we go okay good just because the camera's gonna go oh we're good anyways uh no but so we we, we i ended up sending nadia there okay and uh nadia we haven't we have Nadia in our life. And so, <laughs> anyways, Nadia and Nadia did such an amazing job on the videos. Like, yeah, I think I even got emotional on one of them. Like, I I'm not even lying. I was like, damn, that was a good video, right? She's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, she's done a great job of like being on site at all times and capturing moments that we typically wouldn't capture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we. I don't know what we would have done had we not had someone filming. So Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that project, and then we'll go into you and your story, but tell me a little bit about the house that she built. Yeah, so the house that she built was kind of this concept idea that came um, Bell, quite a while ago. That. You're good. Okay. <laughs> came up quite a while ago. So we started a Utah Professional Women in Building group yeah. about four years ago, and this was one of the first ideas we had as a group, like uh, – a task to do something that we could accomplish together as a team. Um, all women, all women, oh, no all men women. involved. We have had some men involved. So we like there, let's be honest, there's not that many women in construction. That was kind of our whole point behind building this house. Yeah. So in cases where we couldn't find female laborers, we found female owned companies or um, men to come on site and like train women, a new skill. So, that's kind of been our last resort, but first and foremost has been female labor. So, which is yeah. so awesome because yeah. I I heard about your project. <clears throat> this was probably what the, um, about year. a year ago. Yeah. yeah, about a year ago, and I'm like, wow, that's genius because I feel like everywhere you go in construction, it's typically all guys, and a lot of the guys I feel like that are contract. I mean, in construction, etc., they kind of look at women like, oh, you can't do that. You can't swing a hammer. It's kind of like. Two kids, you can't do that. You're you're too young. You're too whatever it might be, and that's why. Right when when I found out about that, the guys are doing the house that she built. I'm like, I love it. Like yep. that is so cool. And she wanted to just. Uh, so that's why I'm like, it was. I was so excited to actually meet you. For, <laughs> it's our first time actually meeting today. I'm like, gosh, I can't wait to. I'm I'm excited to meet the person behind the whole show who's running the whole show. Yeah, you know, I think that's kind of a big thing. Is there's a stigma. Of construction workers yeah. like anybody thinks about a construction worker you typically think of this like dirty guy dirty, that's dirty fat his, old guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> butt crack hanging out cigarette in his mouth that's what i painted right <laughs> in my head a butt crack hanging out yep. <laughs> see but like 
it, it's really cool for the house that she built to have um, all these different women from all different walks of life that are in some type of a construction field, but they're also maybe mothers, stay-at-home mothers. Um, some of them just really enjoy what they do, but if you saw them walking down the street, you'd never know they were a construction worker. Yeah. So I think it's really cool to be able to showcase that, and that's kind of like I'm really hoping that during the Parade of Homes, parents that bring their kids to see this house go, wait, you're a general contractor? Are you sure? Like, do you actually do the work? And that's the question we get asked, right, is do you actually do any of the work? And, yeah, there are, I mean, if you look at our Instagram page, you'll see tons of women that are actually tool belt on, hands on, Mm -hmm. building things on site, which we need more of that, so... Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. And, and it's funny because you probably get that a lot, right? People probably, I, and I asked you that before. I was like, because she doesn't look like a, construct, a construction worker, right? But if you look at her Instagram, she's literally like pouring concrete, leveling it out, swinging the hammer, framing up walls. Like she's doing all of it by hand, like herself. Yeah. So you know she has a lot of experience. And then I heard your backstory and you were on the job site since you were like three, right? Like running around, yeah. working around construction. Yeah, my dad's been a builder my entire life. So single dad picked me up from elementary school put me in the back of the truck and take me to the job site. So I have pictures as a little kid running around job sites. And to me, one thing he always told me was it's really important to learn everything you can. Um, you never want to be the person that pretends to know everything. That's that's not going to suit you. That's not going to do you any good in life. So he always told me, do everything you can to learn every piece of construction. So I did. And um, I may not be pouring concrete every day or framing things or doing finished carpentry, but I've learned how to do it because it's important that I know how that process works. Yeah. And then you can like bitch slap the guys that question you on the job site. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, if I was a, a girl and I knew what I was doing and I was at a job site and I had questioned, oh man. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Feeling, I know, right? Like, I'd come to work in like hills and stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, what? And I start putting up walls. No, that that's cool, but it's it, it's hard work. And so that's why usually people think that girls cannot do it. Right. Right. But then you look at you guys. And again, when I watched the, like the story and, and behind the scenes and everything with the house that she built, it's like women doing everything. And it I was is, like, yeah. that's fucking cool. Like literally every job. And then I saw that the last thing you had was like, not the last thing, but when you guys had all the drywall, you had the drywall crew mm-hmm. come out. Yep. All these girls, you flew them out, right? They weren't from here, right? They actually drove out from Montana. But yeah, they, they hang and finish drywall in Bozeman, Montana for a living. That's what they do. Two twin sisters and they do it with their brother and boyfriend. So, Dude, I hung sheetrock in the wintertime in Heber, which is probably the closest thing to Montana. Over yeah. There, Heber, right? Right. Dude, that shit was miserable. It's no joke. Miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was the tallest one in the crew. I was but with all these short Mexican guys, like under five feet, you know? And so they had me holding the sheetrock when we got to the ceilings. <laughs> and these houses are huge in, in Heber. And so it's like a three-story like, like living room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like 20, 30 feet in the air. And I'm like, oh, my God. And these little skinny scaffolds. And these little Mexican guys are like, okay, you hold it, and then we'll find the studs. And they're using the little nails, and I'm like, no, nah, dude, use the drill. And like, no. And so I'm like holding it, shaking, looking down, and these guys are like banging, trying to find the – and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die on this job site. But be, but I know what that's like, like especially hanging sheetrock. So, dude, shout out to those girls who are like what, – what's the name of their company? Uh, their company is Lily Drywall. 
Louis and, Drywall yeah, in Montana. Yeah, and they're those drywall chicks on Instagram. Oh, the drywall chicks. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out to Louis. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the drywall chicks. Right? Um, but yeah, so no, that's a, it's, again, it's a common thing where people don't think women can do construction. That's why I'm happy you guys did this project. Right. Um, so pretty cool. So what's the sh- what's the handles for Instagram on the house she built? It's the it house is. that she built. Um, Instagram, Facebook, all the same. So um, you can find us there. And we post new stories of all the different women that are working on the project like two or three times a week. So you can get to meet each one of the women and what they do and follow their pages. So it's really cool. When is it going to be finished? It, we're looking at completion before May 21st. Um, we have landscaping going in the 10th through the 14th of this month of May. So, um, yeah, we'll be done ahead right of time. But, corner. yeah, the Parade of Homes, it will be showcased in the Utah Valley Parade of Homes. So that starts June 3rd, goes till the 19th. So, so we, you shared some numbers with us over there in the other room right now, right? And I was yes. like, wait, what? What did you guys come out of pocket for the project? And then what did you guys actually get donated for the project? Yeah, so we're about $120,000 out of pocket right now. Uh, We still have probably one or two draws that we're going to have to send through. Um, We'll probably be somewhere around $150,000 out of pocket all said and done. That includes $85,000 that we spent on the land. Um, But it's about a $600,000 plus home. So we're expecting it to sell in that $600,000 to $700,000 range. So there's a huge gap in between what we paid. Look at that. Everyone donated so much. That's crazy. That is so awesome. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is a lot of it came from there's a show in Vegas. It switches between Vegas and Florida, but it's called the International Builder Show. And that comes about in February every year. So February of 2019, I went to the builder show with a backpack filled with little jump drives that had all of our bios and like our marketing brochure, our one sheet, like all this stuff talking about who we are and what our vision is. Um, and then I laminated my business cards and like attached them to this little jump drive. <laughs> with like a keychain or what? <laughs> yes, it was so bad. <laughs> but like I walked around and there's a lot of people I work with in my my day-to-day work. Yeah. Um, so I had connections at Builders First Source and I just went up to them and said, hey, I need you to introduce me to top of the top from Builders First Source. I need to give them this jump drive. Yeah. Um, I, I got from one guy to a regional guy all the way up to the national guy who runs this. And he gave me 15 minutes of his time and said, whatever you need, consider us in. Didn't even look at whatever I had on the little jump drive. I just, it was just a little conversation. Yeah. And that's kind of where a lot of this came from. <clears throat> and um, the the train donations, all of our HVAC and air conditioning equipment, um, all of that came from the Builder Show. Our AMSCO windows, that came from a quick conversation at the Builder Show. So, you know, it, it's about reaching out and being as vulnerable as you can. Yeah. I am the most, um, like, introverted person i know i just don't i'm not very social so for me that was really difficult but over the time of building the house that she built it's come to kind of fruition for me that like you just have to put yourself out there yeah so it's it's new for me but it it did a lot of good for a lot of other people so yeah i i never thought you were like for an introvert really at all. i know me yeah. neither oh yeah yeah and so let's no. get your story because <laughs> i'm like wait how the hell are you an introvert like so <laughs> Quick background story. You were born here in Salt Lake, or where were you yep, born? Born in Sandy. Yep. Born in Sandy. Okay, so you're born. You're from Utah, Utah native. From and Utah. I know that some of the guys on that one show, Nitro Circus, they're from Utah too, right? They are. Or yeah. they have like property here. Yeah. Yeah. And so you grew up with a lot of them. Yeah, right down the street. And so tell me, how the hell did you end up working with them? Because you did it for <laughs> what, like five years. You did were it with for them? about five years. Yeah. 
So I went to, all through high school, I did architectural drafting. Um, after high school, I went to college to be an architect. Worked at an architecture firm from the day I turned 16 until I was about 21 and realized that I needed to be a kid at yeah. some point. I had had this adult job working at an architecture firm since I was 16. So um, left doing that, kind of needed a break, needed to do something different. Started working for Nitro Circus as a production assistant and just kind of went crazy from there. So I spent five years traveling the world. Uh, we filmed a 3D movie, and really my job was just to make sure that all the athletes had what they needed yeah. and make sure that our travel schedules went well. And, yeah, it was it was the coolest job I could have ever asked for, and I got to travel and see places that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Um, Did you ever, like, yeah. do any stunts or anything? You know, I think the, the scariest thing for – I never rode dirt bikes prior to this, so, like, I, I'm a huge car nut. Like, yeah. I love cars. I love fast cars. I love building cars. I grew up – playing around with Subarus, so um, that was kind of my thing. And when I started working for Nitro, they were like, oh, no, you need to learn how to ride a dirt bike. So everybody kind of taught me how to ride a dirt bike, which was terrifying. I ended up racing in some dirt bike races and enduro cross races, and um, that was unique. But I still think the most terrifying thing I've ever done was we have these big wheels. <laughs> they're like the little kids' big yeah. wheels, um, but they're custom built, and they're like CNC'd and all this fancy stuff. Still the kid seats, still the kid wheels, but um, they take them down the mega ramp in our Nitro live oh, show. I've seen that. Yeah, so the mega ramp's like 50, 60 feet tall, and we were in um, Wollongong, Australia. It was my last show in Australia. I'd been there for a few weeks at this point, um, and I said, no, I want to try it. <laughs> in, so, front of, in front of the audience? Well, at first it was just during practice. Yeah. So I was like, I want to try it. So they were like, oh, no, you need to get, like, suited up. Yeah. So somebody gave me a full set of moto gear, moto boots, a helmet, pads, the whole the whole deal. Um, we went up to the top, and they dangled me off the edge of the ramp and said, are you sure? <laughs> like, this is kind of a big deal. It's 50, 60 feet in the air and a 30-foot gap. Yeah, why not? What's the worst that could happen? And my, yeah, well, I had called my dad, and my dad's <laughs> like, you better get up there and do it before you leave. This is your only chance. Yeah. Like, you better do it. So I did it and landed it. It was like the coolest thing I'd ever done. And still to this day, it's on my Facebook page. It's just all you hear is me screaming as I jump the ramp. I'm going to pull that video and put it on the podcast. <laughs> it, That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. That's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, wow. it was awesome. And then um, I said, yeah, I'll do it during the show. So, yeah. of course, I do it during the show and I wreck. But that's, you know, it yeah. is what it is. But it yeah. was fun. It's like. When are you ever going to get that experience? You yeah. have to be able to let loose a little bit and experience things that you maybe not have would have said yes to, um, but it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> That's pretty oh, well, like the dream job right there, right? Yeah, for like five years, you're just pretty much just having a great time, having a blast. Yep, and it doesn't even feel like work. Yeah. yeah, and to be honest, I don't know that I would be where I am today had so Nitro Circus got sold. Um, and they got sold right as we started producing these Nitro Live shows that were done in, like, arenas. Mm -hmm. um, and they moved headquarters from Bluffdale, Utah, to California. I think it's Riverside, California. And I just, I wasn't in the space to move there. Didn't know if it was really what I wanted to do. So I quit doing that and applied for a job as an architectural draftsman for Symphony Homes in Davis County. And that's how I kind of got wrapped back into construction. So. Mm. Your dad is Stephen Daly. He is. And tell me a little bit about what you're doing with him, because I see a lot of the stuff that you, you post is like the properties that he's building. Yep. And these houses are fucking insane. 
They are. Like, yeah, like these houses are crazy. And so talk to me a little bit about what you do for them, um, what you do for him. Yeah. I mean, is it just you and him or how many people are involved? Yeah, so uh, when I started working with my dad, I had never, I mean, ran around job sites as a little kid, but I would never worked for my dad. Um, I kind of found it important to myself to prove myself elsewhere yeah. and mostly to prove to other people that I'm not Steve Daly's daughter. Yeah. I have skills of my own. That was really, really important to me. Um, so by the time I went to work for him, which was 20, about 2016, I think, um, it was me, him, and then we had two carpenters was it. And so we specialize in finished carpentry. All of the homes we build, we do all of our own finished carpentry. Um, but our guys are skilled from excavation all the way to anything we need. So um, it was just the four of us. Now today we have four, we have three full-time carpenters. We have one that's part-time carpenter, part-time in the office with me. And then my dad and myself, as well as like a once a week accountant that comes in. So uh, prior to me coming around, my dad did all of that on his own. Wow. And things have just morphed and changed. Um, I think in the industry, clients are more difficult. Uh, the homes are more difficult. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just things have things have evolved yeah. since um, when he used to do it on his own. So my day today looks extremely different. This morning, I sat in the office and worked on a bid for a client and then ran and checked on a few job sites. There are days that that's what I do. There are other days that I'm on the job site all day. It, it's kind of sporadic, but 2019 is when I got my general contractor's license, and that's what I'm set to do. I'm just going to continue his legacy. So Yeah, that's pretty badass. i seen your bids that you do for people. Dude, what does it take, like a, a year to put together? Like, <laughs> they're no joke. <laughs> it's like that big, bro. <laughs> no, they're in a three-inch binder. It's, it's like huge. a full book. I'm like, that's a bid and doesn't cost them anything? Like, yeah. wow. The process we have, I think, is really, really unique. Um we don't give people like a rough, I mean, if someone comes to us and says, hey, I'm looking to build, I just need to know if I can afford it. Yeah. We'll give them a rough rough idea of what houses are costing today. But in all reality, like the way we do our bids is we want to provide you with like exactly what you asked me for. So we sit and do a four hour interview and say, okay, what do you see your cabinets in your kitchen looking like? What kind of countertop material? What's the flooring? What's the outside of the house? We try and get as many like details as possible. And that's where the three inch finder gets filled up is yeah. I then send out all of that information out and get accurate bids based upon what my client wants. And that's the way that we can give them a number that is realistic and not a number that 12 months from now they come back and go, oh, that builder just gave me a $500,000 bill when my house was done because of all these changes. Yeah. So that's what we try and avoid. We want the process to be fun. We live and work in the same city. We want to run into you at the grocery store and be able to say hi. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? We don't want to have to like turn the corner and yeah. run when we see a client. Like that, that's just not our thing. <laughs> a, lo a lot of agents have to do that, huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're like, oh no. Oh shit. Yeah, there's, there's agents that have to do that. Uh, Your reputation sure. is everything. Yeah. Well, You're and my dad's whole motto, like the whole, his whole company motto is, it's not what we say about our reputation, it's what our reputation says about us. And he's always lived by the no marketing method. This guy has never done marketing, he's never pitched himself to people. All of the work he's ever gotten is word of mouth. So I, I find that. that really cool that like as a home builder, especially a custom home builder, 
you're not out there like pushing your name and pushing your brand, people are coming to you because they've heard of you and they know of you. It's obviously good to have like an online presence and have things for people to look you up. And that's kind of what social media is today, yeah. right? Um, but have people be able to look you up and kind of um, read reviews about you. But in all reality, all of our work is word of mouth. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. And I, I, I don't know many people that have that kind of business structure. So yeah, honestly, good. ours is pretty much identical. That's why I, it, it, it like re- resonated with me because we're the exact same way. Yeah. <clears throat> we do no recruiting. We're not the type that'll poach anybody. Mm-hmm. Everything that we've built just over, you know, the last year now, everybody has reached out to us one way or another. It was all word of mouth. We went from just me and Fernando to now we have, you know, over 20 agents on our team and it's been all word of mouth. And I'm a, I'm a, firm, I'm a true believer in I don't want to recruit anybody. If I don't want you to, I don't want to force you to work with me and vice versa. You know what I mean? Exactly. I only want to work with people that I truly don't even mind hanging out with. It's like, hey, we can go to work today and then tonight we can go out and hang out, for example. Yep. I want to have those type of people around me. So it's more than just a nine to five mentality type of you know relationship. It's more than that. Yeah, it is. And I, I think it goes a long way, especially, I mean, let's talk about houses. Like the two of you sell homes. I build homes. It's that is one of the biggest purchases people are going to make in their entire life, if not the biggest. So you are helping someone spend more money than they've ever spent before. You want that relationship to work. You want that relationship to be longstanding. You want them to come back to you 10 years from now and go, mm-hmm. hey, I'm ready for the next one. Yeah. And we have a lot of a lot of people that my dad's built for in the past, we've built for multiple times. And it goes to show, I think, that if someone's coming back to you in that kind of a situation, they trust you, they believe in you, and the the entire process that you've created for them in that situation is work. Yeah. So, no, I, yeah. I love that, and that that goes back to, for example, you know, with April, you know, we we, we went to go film <clears throat> new listing here in Alpine coming up, uh, going live tomorrow uh, for two million, and she, let's see, about a year and a half ago, I helped her buy her first flip when they were barely getting into it. It was around like I think like 250, 260 or so. So I helped them buy that one. They flipped it, made money. Bought another one, flipped it, made money. And we've I don't even know how many we've done. Probably like up to like 10 now in the last, you know, year or so. But it's been fun watching them progress and going back to what what what, what you mentioned is you have that mutual respect for each other where it's like, "Hey, I know what I'm good at and 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 you know what what you're good at. Let's work together and make it work for everybody." And it's been, it's been all love and I love watching the growth. You know, we go from a $200,000 home to now we're going in line with with a $2 million property in literally just over a year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. No, it's cool. I think, I think that's a perfect kind of mesh of things. It's just, you know, you, you want your name to be reflective of you and your company. And there's a reason that our company is called Stephen Daly Construction. I mean, you know, you can't you can't get away with anything when the company name is your name. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, he he takes a lot of pride in that, and it's those are big shoes to fill. So, so let let's go back to the the house that she built for a second. So, you said that you used the the those thumb drives. You went around passing them out, trying to get people to see what you guys are doing to donate. Obviously, to donate and help with the project, right? So what did that look like? I mean, who were the companies that actually stepped up? So you said that Builder Source. Builder's first source was okay. the very first company, and. Uh, they supplied the lumber, the trusses, the floor trusses, all the finished material. That's a 
That's a huge number. That's a lot. It's a big number. Yeah. Um. So at that builder show, builders first source, uh, Amsco Windows, Train, uh, alongside Comfort Solutions, which is a local HVAC company, they kind of teamed up to get the train donation for us. Those are some really, really big ones that came directly out of the shoot just from the one builder show. Wow. So it, it's been uh, a lot of great people. I mean, we've, if you go to our website, you can see the list of, I mean, Velux skylights. We didn't have skylights planned in this house. They came to us and said, we want you to use our skylights. What oh, will it take? That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we added three skylights and two solar tubes or sun tunnels. Um, so there's been a lot of that throughout this process. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I'm going to have Daniel get that list, too, so we can put it in the description. I think that'd be good to, you know, give respect where respect is due. Mm-hmm. You know, if Absolutely. they helped out, you know, we want to make sure to shout them out. Yeah. Um, so that pro- process to build a ha- the house like that was, what, like a nine-month process? Yeah, we dug the home. <clears throat> um, we had our, like, kickoff ceremony last October 2020, yeah. so kind of a rough time. We were full-blown COVID at that point, so they weren't letting us do a whole lot of big gatherings and all of that. So. It became a little difficult with that. Um, but that's fast. Wait, that's actually, that's like seven months. It's right? quick. It's really quick. It is a, a fairly simple home. It's um, 3,200 square feet, two story. So it's just box on box on box. Um, but yeah, it's still quick. That's it's really, really quick. fast. The, the interesting thing is, so it's in an Oakwood Homes neighborhood. Um, Oakwood Homes produces these exact same homes, I think in 160 days. Or 190 days, one of the two. Either way, that's yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they build these homes like one after another. And when we started, they put us kind of at the very end of the development, knowing we would take a little bit longer than everyone else. Uh, there, yeah. I can't even tell you how many houses they built in the time we built the one. We're totally surrounded by houses now. Wow. Yeah. When I went there, it was just flat land yep. before they dug it out. So. I'm really curious to see. I'm going to do the Pray to Homes and go check it out. It's yeah. going to be pretty cool because you guys are doing the Pray to Homes, right? We are, yep. June 3rd through the 19th. So. Oh, nice. That's my birthday. Look at that. There you go. Yeah, I go for Come my have birthday. a birthday celebration. <laughs> you guys don't want me there on my birthday. <laughs> I'll be stumbling through the house, breaking stuff. <laughs> Come on the next day. Yeah, there we go. Next day. <laughs> no, that so, so that's dope. So let's talk about how you got into this because you were doing the drafting stuff, right? Yep. So my son wants to be an architect when he's older. He's always wanted to be an architect. I can't get that out of his head. I think he started with because of like Minecraft and all these like games, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's always wanted to do that. He's loved that. Um, so what is that process like? Is it, cause you have a degree, right? I don't No, I oh, actually dropped out. Yeah. Oh, so you did drop out. I did. I found myself learning more on the job than I ever was at school. So. Smart. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> typical entrepreneur. Drop out kids. Everybody just <laughs> drop out of school. Save some money. <laughs> don't, don't waste yeah, your time. Really. Yeah. So how long did you go for? Uh, so I actually started right after my senior year of high school. I was doing half college, half working, um, did that for a few years and just realized the stuff I'm learning at school, I already know. Yeah. I've learned it on the job. I've been on the job since I was 16, so just decided it wasn't for me. And you're, t- and you're, t- you're talking about like the online drafting. Yeah, so I started in AutoCAD in high school. When I was in high school, they had trades programs still, which they don't really do anymore. Yeah. Um, but we were learning AutoCAD. That was 2001, 2001, 2002. Yeah. Um, they were still teaching hand drafting at the time. Which is like... On drafting paper. Yeah. Wow. Like on drafting paper, hand drafting. So I competed in some... It was called VICA at the time. Now it's called Skills USA. But you can... I've heard of that. Skills you can USA. take like yeah. 
drafting competitions. Don't they do scholarships and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you compete in competitions with other people like who can draw this the best, the most accurate, yeah. the quickest. Um, so I did that for years and years and loved it. It was great. And that was a really easy way for me to get into it was the skills programs in high schools. So um, at in today's day, like I, I really hope that these high schools start bringing back trades programs because that's an easy in for kids who just aren't meant to be college grads. There's a lot of people who college isn't for them and people who just maybe don't want to be in debt. Yeah. Because you can go into the trades and make six figures. Why would you go to college for four years and walk away with $200,000 in debt? Yeah, a philosophy degree. <laughs> yeah. Use that to wipe my ass. <laughs> you, I mean, it's funny. One of the um, tile girls that came in to work on the house that she built, she has, I can't remember what her first degree is. She has a second degree in culinary, culinary arts and a first degree in something else. But she lays tile. So it just goes to show you, like, I mean, yeah. some some people are meant to go to college. That's mm-hmm. just their path. I have a brother who's um, in school right now for anesthesiology. I've got another brother who went to college to be a mechanic, but he is, like, one of Mercedes-Benz top, top mechanics in the Western United States. My sister, she's a culinary arts degree. Um, she's the head chef for Traeger. So, like, there are people that really are meant to be in college and meant to go to college. I just wasn't one of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, me neither. You went. I went. Yeah, I have a degree in everything. Yeah, you have a degree. There you go. He's using it too. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of psychology. Well, yeah. Yeah. Psychology yeah, and, you'll and use it in and real estate. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you I feel like that actually estate. helped out the cr- criminal justice portion of the degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an easy degree to get. Yeah. So I got that. Got gave it to my mom. Made her proud. Got into real estate. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Never looked back. Super yeah. crazy. So talk to me about if I wanted to come and build with Stephen Daly, what would I have to do? Is there like a, a, a minimum requirement for the house? What, is there a price minimum requirement for the house? What's the lowest that you guys have done? You know, there's not. We <coughs> are not afraid to build small homes. We're not afraid to build big homes in the last um, three years. The smallest home we've built, we've got one right now that's 3,400 square feet. The biggest home we've built was 23,000 square feet. Jeez. In the last few years. So there, that's two totally different spectrums, yeah. one wow. side to the other. Um, we don't care what you want to spend. We don't care if you want to build a little home or a huge home. We just want to build you the home that you want. Yeah. So for us, um, we're going to be very straightforward with you, very honest right from the beginning and tell you what it's going to cost. We know there are builders out there that are going to tell you they can build it for half of what we can. We know that's not possible. You'll get to the end and end up with a big bill that frustrates you and makes you angry and then you don't want to run into that builder at the grocery store yeah well no i've actually dealt with a few of those builders over the years and i'll go through and do the walk the, the final walkthrough with my client i'm like what the hell like the quality's just not there right I mean, there's a few here in utah that i feel like they do a damn good job mm-hmm. you know in, you, you yeah there are multiple out there where i walk through and i'm like what the hell and the shit they put into the homes it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. And the hard thing from a builder's perspective is like you as a client could come to me and say, this is what I want to build and give me all the details. Then you could turn around and go to builder B and they're going to give you a bid for half of what I'm going to give you a bid for. But in the end, you're going to spend more than what I would have. So I guess what I'm getting at is the honesty can sometimes <laughs> be detrimental in the beginning. Yeah. But to us, we want to build homes 
in that that fashion. We want to be straight up, forward, honest with you from the beginning because it makes the most sense and it creates relationships. So we do lose jobs because of that, but that's our process and we'll build for anyone and everyone as long as you understand that we're giving you a realistic number. Yeah. <clears throat> so you guys have done houses on Walker Lane too, huh? We have. I just <coughs> finished one on Walker Lane uh, about five months ago. How big was that? Like 22,000? It actually it <laughs> actually was a very modest home. I mean, we're probably somewhere around 6,000 square feet. Yeah. But Those beautiful, are good gorgeous lots, lot. Those lots are insane. Huge. Yeah. Huge lot. Um, really mature. I mean, it's just the perfect place, right? We all want to... We all want to be on Walker Lane. Oh, it's yeah. like all these big, huge, giant, grown-in trees and like the, uh, I don't know. It's just the whole idea of Walker Lane. It's yeah. quiet. It's hidden. It, it's it's the vibe. Yeah. It's the vibe. Yeah. It's vibe. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to live in a 23,000 square foot house. No, it's too I, big. But no, thank you. But the vibe of like, I mean, everyone always says, you, I want to go north and east. Like I, in the Salt Lake Valley, you want to live north and east. Mm -hmm. the furthest east you can get. That's ideal, but Walker Lane is, I mean, it's just one of those areas that you don't see stuff yeah. for sale there much, so. No, yeah, and you know, I actually worked there when I was a kid, so I used to do uh, landscaping, excavating. Yeah. And uh, we dug out, like, big water fe features, massive water features, and uh, we did, like, this massive pond in the backyard. It had, like, a little makeshift, like, creek that we built Yeah. Um, for Jeff Hornacek, mm -hmm. and I worked there as a kid. I was, like, 16 years old, you know, 15 years old. And I was running the big uh, backhoe, and uh, we fucked up big time. <laughs> big time. I think uh, one of the guys didn't seal the pond liner correctly, and this pond was massive. And they just got done dropping a 1,000 trout into the pond. And then we left it over the weekend, came back, and all the fish were dead, like dried up. It was up. dry. It leaked through the pond liner, and the whole pond went to, into the earth, right, and into the, into the, the, the dirt. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand Dude. trout. This is terrible, right? But just that area, I remember I remember sitting on the, the backhoe, <clears throat> and it was raining. It was like in April or May or something. We were doing the job. And uh, I was in the backhoe looking at everything in the yard. And it's like a, like a real forest. Like mm -hmm. that lot was so big. And I think he lived next to John Stockton too up there. Um, and just those two houses, I looked at those and I was like, wow, I would love to live in an area like this. And that's still like my, my dream is to get a property up there. And I drive up there sometimes and I see the lots and I'm like, I wonder how much that, maybe we used to do that. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I wonder how much that lot is. Like, and then you look at the lot, the size and you're like, these lots are fucking huge. They're yeah. like, they're like their own little, like, like com compound. Yeah. You, know you don't have I mean? to worry about neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll never see you. Yeah. And so that's, that's the big goal of mine, you know, but I love that area. So when I heard you guys are building up there, I'm like, damn, these guys do. I mean, you guys do badass houses. We do. We've had a ton of really great clients, and we've been really lucky. Like, some of the houses we built are just really cool, really unique stuff you'll never get to do again. So we try and take that in and Have you ever thought it. about hiring somebody um, to, like, record the process of the properties besides you doing, like, your, your phone and stuff? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it would be great. We just, like, we haven't ever really done anything. Yeah. I, I bought a drone a couple of years ago and started flying my drone around. Like I'll stop at the job sites once a week and fly the drone around. And I'm obviously on my phone 24 seven, just with social media. And, um, but other than that, yeah, I, we just really haven't done a lot. I've no. tried to make sure that we get someone in at the very end and make sure we photograph the house just so we have pictures for people to see like ideas from, but every house we build is different. Yeah. Totally different. We've never built the same house twice. So, so. Pe people can't come in with like and say, I want this house or anything yeah, like that. You guys don't have like, like I said, spec homes. You guys don't do nope. that. 
Yeah, we don't build spec homes. We don't have stock plans. Every house we build is custom. So they're all unique. They're all different. They come from multiple different architectural designers across the valley. Wow. So, so talk to me about the process of building a home. If, if I were to come to you and I didn't have the land and I wanted to build a house, I wanted to you guys, use you guys as a builder, do you guys help me find the land first? We can. Um, <coughs> a lot of our clients either come to us with the land or with an agent that is skilled in helping them find the land and they can kind of help them in that piece. Um, we will, we are happy to go with you to look at it because that is a big um, factor. Yeah. If you're building like on a sloped hill yeah. or something. Sloped hill. I mean, if you're up in the cottonwoods or um, up along granite, like we're talking about huge boulders, there's certain yeah. places in Pepperwood that are large boulder areas and you can turn the corner and it's clean dirt. So those things are things that are going to factor in a cost when you're building the home. Excavating a lot that's filled with boulders is much more expensive than excavating yeah. a sandy lot. Yeah. <laughs> so we're happy to kind of come in and help and just like look at the property and help you out as much as we can at that process. But we will go with you to the architectural designer's office. Um, that's going to help you because we're going to advocate for you and your budget much um we're going to look out for your budget more than the architectural designer is. They're, and speaking from experience, they are very creative people and they're artists. And we have a tendency to draw and design things that we think look really cool or um, are going to feel really cool, but they may not actually work or they may not be cost effective. So from a builder standpoint, to be able to come in and look at those things and go, okay, that idea is really awesome, but that's going to cost you $60,000 more than what you had anticipated. Do you, is that worth it to you? And sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes it's no, but it's good to have somebody there by your side that can kind of give you rough numbers yeah. as you're sitting there designing something going, I want to suspend this whole slab, dig it down four feet deeper and put a baseball pitching range in the basement. We've yeah. got one of those right now. And sure. that was important to them. But in order to sit with them and say, hey, this is going to cost you X amount of dollars in addition to the house, is that important? That was a yes for them. They had to have that. So, what about a gun range? You ever put a gun range in a house? Haven't been in one with a gun range though, which is really cool. <laughs> That's pretty <But> cool. <laughs> we haven't done one yet. Not to say we won't, but we haven't gotten That's one yet. Cool, pretty huh? cool, huh? That's pretty dope. Yeah, there's um, a really large house in Bountiful that has an underground gun range, and there's a couple in Draper that have them now too. So, what are they shooting into? Like, like potato sacks or what the, what the hell are they shooting into? I don't know. I'd love to know how they build them. It's like, um, it's like just a pile of dirt that they're like shooting bullets into. Well, there's that, the gun range down off of I-15 yeah. and right next to the UHP office, like 5,400 South, they have an underground rifle range. Damn. So it'd be interesting to know like how they built it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want it to like hit the concrete and bounce back. Bounce back. I'll have to figure that one out. So yeah, that's pretty cool. When you're ready for your next house, we'll put it in. Yeah, I, I would totally love one. I have this, like, Uzi that I bought a long time ago, and I never use it. Yeah. I think I shot it once at the gun range. I think it's, like, so hard to hold. They didn't build those things for, like, one hand. Comfort. And it looks like no. a one hand. It looks like a, like yeah. a handgun. And it's like, how do you hold it? So I, like, put my hand on the top of it, and I shoot it like a like I'm, like I'm in, like, the mafia or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really crazy. Trying to brace yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. But, no, so you guys will do anything. 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 Yeah. Bowling alleys. You guys done bowling alleys? I have alleys? a house in Alpine right now that we're putting a bowling alley in. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty dope. That'll be cool. Yeah. it's uh, We just insulated it this week, so we'll start drywall next week. But yeah, they've got a custom bowling alley that 
was built in Florida, and they're bringing it over, and these people fly out and install it and set it all up. And it's got we got black lights, so we can do cosmic bowling. <laughs> oh shit, that is cool. How big is the house? Uh, that one's actually fairly small. I mean, not small, but it's um six sixty five hundred square feet, six thousand yeah. somewhere around there. What yeah. is considered a mansion here in Utah? Ten thousand square feet? I don't know anymore, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I wish I did, but it's like, um. 10,000 square foot house is going up on every other corner nowadays. Like you, mm-hmm. you drive through Draper and Sandy and anything that's being built is, it's huge. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if it's just the mentality of Utah and I mean, Utahns tend to have a lot of kids or I don't know, but I don't want that much space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we toured a property, especially up in Alpine today. We were up in there. Alpine. I toured one. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are huge. There's some huge ones. They have up a there. lot of room. So I think it is about the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It might be about the kids. I mean, I can tell you, I have two houses right now, which are really cool. The one in Alpine and another one over in Draper, they're purely building these houses for their grandkids. Like it's grandkids paradise. The one in Alpine has a slime room for the kids to make their slime in and Dude, a gaming so cool. area. Yeah. Spoiled little shit. Right? <laughs> They've got a Spoiled zip line. kids. Yeah. <laughs> slime room? Yeah. Shit. Slime I can't room. make that in my house. I'll smack my kids making slime That's, room. They're building a whole room for them? Yeah. Well, they don't want the glitter and the mess. They're like, you just do it in that room and have fun. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. But, huh? yeah, they've got, like, a zip line that drops into their swimming pool. Like, all this cool stuff that is... They're building it for their grandkids. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the grandparents will probably never go downstairs unless the grandkids are there. Yeah. Bowling alley, theater, like a uh, stage and a dressing room so they can put their costumes on and do like shows oh, on the stage. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. We, we've seen some pretty cool houses. I mean, I've been in a ton of really nice houses, really unique houses. Uh, in Vegas, I toured a house that had a casino, like a real casino inside. And it was, I was like, this is like a real casino. Like, holy shit. You yeah. know what I mean? It's Vegas. But I was like, how cool is that? Like, and I would probably do something like that, you know, yeah. like inside my house. Yeah. But yeah, when I saw that, I was like, damn, I would love to have something like that built out. It's today, like a room and a casino, right? Yeah. Well, t- today. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And in the office, I'd love to, oh, I'm going to see if we can do that. Put a cigar room in the in the podcast studio if we can smoke cigars. It's like a ventilation system you can have, right? Oh, yeah. No, we've, we built this underground cigar room that has a very specific ventilation system in it, and it's also um, humidity-controlled, and he's got his poker tables down there, and it's just kind of like his guy hangout. So. <laughs> that is dope. Yeah. We should do it. That's dope. We should do it. We should do it in there. <laughs> the powder bathroom has a wine barrel. We made the sink out of a wine barrel. So, I mean, it's, it's just a cool house. It's, yeah. We'll build whatever you want. Because you guys do all your own um, carpentry, mm-hmm. finished carpentry, you guys can build stuff like that? You guys can build anything? Oh, yeah. 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 Damn. We do. I mean, we do all kinds of crazy stuff, but, yeah, that that was a unique one for sure. Yeah, one something, of a kind. that's something that I would I would do for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I was looking at getting, like, these fans because I've seen them before. It's like a – it looks like a portable AC, and it will, like – it's I think it's full of charcoal filters – and like you can it actually, recirculates yeah, and cleans it. Yeah. yeah, it cleans it. And like you can smoke a cigar in your house. And I'm like, I wonder how reliable that is if I dare to bring it into the commercial office. Yeah. <laughs> have the landlord like <laughs> kick us out because I smoked a cigar in the building. But yeah. I mean, you never know. I'll check it out. It might, might be a good idea. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So how long was it for you to learn that software in that program? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm still learning. 
It's um, the program I use today is much different than what I initially learned on. So it's always evolving, right? Always changing. AutoCAD is what I initially learned on, which is a 2D drafting program. Um, What I use today is Revit, which is a 3D drafting program. So everything I design is entirely in 3D. And I can actually stand you in the corner of your family room and look at your kitchen and at your height, your eye level, and show you exactly what it looks like. So technology has come a really long way, and it's constantly changing. And where I'm not using it every day, I feel like every time I get on, I'm constantly learning something new. Um, But I did just finish a house. It's actually my dad's new home. Um, He let me design it and draw it all for him and got to work with him on that process. And now I get to work with him building it, which is really cool. But it's his wife is one of those people that is very visual. And so for her to be able to stand in her kitchen and see what it looks like or stand in her master bathroom and see what it looks like, that's a that's a really cool thing to be able to do for people nowadays, because not everyone can read a 2D set of plans. Yeah, they get complicated. Yeah, that's badass. And you know what? If I was her, I'd be the same way, because when 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 I do build, I'm going to be building around my kitchen because I'm such a kitchen freak. Yeah, you know, and and obviously the master, but the kitchen to me is so important. And I feel like I go into some of these houses that are millions of dollars, and I'm like, they did not think about the kitchen in this house. Yeah, like some of these kitchens are so like underwhelming. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and I've been to a house over off of uh, actually close to Walker Lane. <clears throat> I think it was on Highland and like. Uh, it's still Conwood Heights, but yeah. I was over there and I looked at this house that this lady built and I toured it with my camera. I was going to put it on YouTube. I didn't do it after, but um, when I went through the property, I looked at the house and the house was not very overwhelming, but the kitchen was insane. Like this island was probably like 15 feet wide. It had like a stove, an eight, bur- 10 burner stove with like an iPad on it. I'm like, what do you need an iPad for on a stove? Yeah, yeah. And when I talked to her, she told me that. She's like, yeah, no, we built the house around the kitchen. I said, no, I feel you. Like, this is how I build my kitchen, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally understand that. Like, there's, the whole kitchen thing is important. You there's know? things that are important to people. And I think, like, looking at it on paper, it's really hard to understand, like, how the, fa- the space actually feels, right? So you can see the lines but that doesn't explain anything to you. Yeah. If I can stand someone that is your height in the kitchen looking in a specific direction and you can see what it looks like out the windows, you can see what the fireplace looks like from the range or whatever it may be, you can feel what the house is going to feel like. You know what, Alan? That sounds like something you probably need because Alan, he just bought a house and he's gutting his gut job. He's going to do the whole thing. Yeah. And your your designer does an amazing job designing the place, but does he provide to you like a 3D... He's actually old school. He's talked to me about the CAD and everything like that. Yeah. This guy is, I think, his name is Dwight Wood. Okay. Um, he, yeah, he had his own design, you know, firm and everything. Now he's, I think, 75, yeah. 77. I used to be his waiter back <laughs> at a Little America Hotel. Him and his wife would come in. I was probably like <clears throat> maybe 20, 21, 22, around there. And they would come in all the time. And I, I, I was their waiter for years and years and years. And then when the time came, when I bought my, my condo at the American Towers there, I gave him a call because I had his phone number. And I'm like, hey, I'd love to hire you to be the, you know, my interior designer. He helped me gut the whole thing out. I mean, planned everything out. You know, not only the furniture, but you name it. Yeah. We, we took it down to the bare bones, to the electrical, to the plumbing, to rerouting the copper pipes a pain in the ass to do yeah especially to get it approved in, in the high rise yeah in a condo and so american tower <laughs> exactly so we gutted the whole thing out 
And I was so impressed with, I learned so much throughout the whole process too, because I feel like, <clears throat> you know, with every profession, like whether you're in real estate, it's your job to guide the client. It's a process. It's your job to educate them throughout the whole process. Him being an interior designer, explaining the reasoning behind everything, you know, the reason why we use this type of sink, the reason why we want to do this type of bathroom, the re everything, you know, to maximize the space, you know, so I learned all quite, quite a bit from him there, but yeah, no, I just actually reached out to him again, not even a month ago. <clears throat> I just closed on a new property here, um, just in Sugar House, and I'm going to start gutting it out. I get the keys here in like a week, and yeah. I can't wait. I want to gut the whole thing out to the bare, bare bones, and then just rebuild it back up. And yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. Remodels are my favorite. Oh, they're fun. Uh, a, lo a lot of people are, I mean, they're scary because yeah. you don't know what you're digging into, right? Like you could be opening up walls that could be something you don't want to see. Yeah. But remodels are incredible for me. I love being able to walk in a space and take pictures of it and then come back and just gut it and make it look totally different. Mm -hmm. So I, I love you, love remodels. So. Is that is that what you do on, on your own? Is that you and your dad do that together? Or what's we do it together. He never really did a whole lot of remodeling prior, but we have our guys, again, specialize in the finished carpentry, right? So they'll spend a ton of time working on finished trim. But if we're kind of in the middle of builds where finished trim isn't happening, I'll take on remodels just because they can demo it. Yeah. They can reframe it. They can do all of that. So it gives us still something for them to do that is enjoyable for them, yeah. that makes us good money. And it's just in between stuff. So, so. Pe people can come to you with their house and let's say it's dated 20, 30 years. You guys will do offer remodel services and you'll do everything. We will. Yeah. It, it's hard for us. Um, when, when I say remodels, I, I literally mean we're going to gut it and redo it. We're not the kitchen or master bathroom mm -hmm. remodel company. We can't, yeah. we can't do that and be profitable. Um, so that, that's not our niche, but yeah, if you're looking for a whole home remodel, that's what we do inside, outside, additions, all of it. So that's kind of just the projects I take on here and there in between stuff. And it's just fun. I've got two of them right now in Draper that are a house my dad actually built in 2002 that we're now gutting and remodeling. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty dope. Yeah. Damn, he's been around for a while. Yeah, he started in uh, 1986 as a home builder. Before I was born. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, the year I was born is when he started. And then um, prior to that, he was a brick mason. So he's been in construction his whole life. Yeah. So, yeah. Stephen Daly goes back. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The man. Yeah. that's And I've heard the name too before. And that's when Kat told me. She's like... Oh yeah, there she's she's helping out. Stephanie's helping out from Stephen Daly, and I'm like, oh shit, I heard of that builder. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. So that project, the house that she built, will be done in about six weeks or five weeks. We're actually probably going to be done closer to three weeks from now. Yeah. Um, we're okay with that. We're okay with it being done early, letting the landscaping kind of grow in prior to yeah. the parade starting. Um, you know, especially in such a unique build where we're trying to find women laborers, we granted ourselves a lot of extra time. So we're, we'd rather be done early than yeah. not be done on time. <laughs> yeah, on time, because the, the next, what's, June is the Parade of Homes? Don't June we do 3rd, another yeah. one, like, in August or September? Yeah, so June is the Utah Valley Parade, which is okay. what this is in, and then the Salt Lake Parade is in July, July, August. So okay, really, okay, I've been to the, the Salt Lake one before. The Utah Valley one's going to be really cool this year. They have, I think... They had 29 homes last week. I think they're probably down to 26. There's just a few people that 
can't make it in time. Yeah. Um, we have huge lumber shortages, huge steel shortages, all kinds of things. So uh, to have a few drop out is not surprising. But yeah. they've got an 18,000 square foot house that's in the parade all the way down to our house that she built, our little <laughs> tiny house that she built. I want, I want to talk about mm-hmm. that for a second because that's something that a lot of people here and, and I've been hearing about, a lot of the agents been talking about. Um, a lot of my friends who are builders, they talk about that all the time. It's like, and clients who are getting uh, their houses built and <laughs> you have the builders <laughs> trying to renegotiate contracts or cancel them. Yeah, you know? did, you, did you hear about that? What happened? In Sandy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sandy. Yeah. yeah, and so and I don't know the details on that one, so I'm not going to say anything about it, but all I'm saying is I know that the, the price of lumber went up dramatically and the price of a lot of things that the, the builders use material-wise went up. So why the hell did they go up again? Uh, it's a comp combination of a lot of things to be honest with you but um one of the biggest things that's impacting us today is there's a specific resin that's in a lot of building products and when i say a lot of building products any um engineered type lumber so any beams floor joists uh, plywood they use this resin to put it all together um the resin is also used in foam that they use on the outside of appliances um the, they use it to encase electrical wires, like the rubber that goes around electrical wires. Yeah. So if you remember a few months ago, there was a huge, really random deep freeze in Houston, Texas, that they never get snow. This is like a once in a lifetime kind of a thing. Well, um, everyone kind of prepared for this big deep freeze. Well, it knocked out a bunch of power. This plant is the only plant that makes this specific resin. The power went out. Well, this resin is sitting in who knows how many hundreds of thousands of feet of pipe in this plant. Well, the power goes out, the resin hardens. So there are hundreds and thousands of linear feet of this pipe in this plant that now have to be ripped out and replumbed because you can't just break this resin loose. It's, yeah. it's clogged all the pipes. So this one plant that supplies that resin has caused our latest biggest impact when it comes to shortage of building materials. So that's why we're seeing the shortage in lumber, um, the shortage in electrical wire, the shortage in appliances, because they're all sitting. Sub-Zero Wolf has a a warehouse in Scottsdale, Arizona, and they have hundreds of appliances sitting out there. They can't ship out because they don't have these specific parts they need. So that's, that's one of the biggest, latest issues. COVID did have something to do with it because when COVID happened, they shut down lumber mills, um, where the three of us would be working closer than we are now in a lumber Mm -hmm. mill, like processing all this lumber, they shut them down for a short period of time, then opened them back up at half capacity, if that. Mm. So now we're, now we're filling that the shortage. We're filling that because the lumber mill shut down and then came back up at half capacity. Selling didn't shut down. I'm sure you guys are in the same situation where people are buying more homes now than they have in a long time. Mm And so as we continue to build and build and build, these lumber mills are shut down or on like a slower process. So we're seeing that come back around now to the point where there's a shortage. So the cost goes up, uh, supply and demand, obviously. There's low supply, high demand. So the cost goes up. Well, then I think it also starts to kind of domino effect through the industry. Company A sees company B making a ton of money off of this supply and demand. And so they go, well, if they're still getting the money, I'm going to raise my prices. And so I can't, I can't tell you at least once a week, I'm getting two or three emails or phone calls. 
hey, sorry, windows are going up 11%. Hey, sorry, plumbing fixtures are going up 20%. And I mean, you think about it, if every piece of your home is going up three to 20 to, in lumber's case, some pieces of lumber have gone up over 300%. In the, in the last year? Yeah, in dude, I saw that year. on like, I think it was sheathing and like- uh, Yeah, so get this, a plywood, sheet of plywood. Yeah. yeah, we used to pay $9 for a sheet of plywood. Now it's like 30 or 40 bucks. $39 today. <laughs> for a sheet of plywood, dude. What? And I'm buying 300 plus of these for any specific home at any yeah. given time. And so not only is the cost through the roof, but there's no supply. So now they are starting to limit the amount of lumber that people can purchase. Like you couldn't walk into Builders First Source and buy lumber right now. If you don't have a longstanding good credit account with them. I have you. <laughs> you I have call you. me. <laughs> you call her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Problem solved. They won't like they just won't sell to the public. And it's it's crazy. Even us who we buy I think this year will be close to a million dollars that we're gonna purchase from builders for a source. Um, we're being limited to one home a month. Jeez. So, which is through the roof for us. Last year we built two homes, which is more our style. We build two to five houses a year. Um, right now I have seven active building permits in Draper City. I have one in Sandy. I've got one in Alpine. I have two more in Salt Lake City I'm getting ready to start. So this is like really abnormal for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's supply and demand. And then it's everybody else sees these people making good money off of it. So yeah. they're like, well, if they're going to get theirs, I'm going to get mine. You know what? It's, it's, it's good to hear that side because, you know, us as the buyer's agent re represent the buyers. And the buyers are looking for houses and there's like very little inventory. And then we go to these builders, right? Like Edge Homes and Ivory and Richmond and all these places. And you talk to them and they're like, hey, we're only releasing so many properties per per phase or per month. Um, and I'm just like, why? Like build them faster. You don't see how many people want to buy your houses. Hurry up. But then well, you hear this side of the story yeah. and it's like, whoa, so they must have a shortage on supply. It's an interesting thing you say, Richmond. So um, Rich, I my, my stepmom works for Richmond American. Yeah. Um, they, I can't remember exact numbers. They were set to build somewhere around 800, I think, homes this year. That's low for them. That Isn't is, that really low for them? Or may, maybe they were double that. I'm not yeah. sure what it was, but they were at that number. And basically the lumber companies came back to them and said, we'll give you enough lumber for 400. And so you've got to think that these big companies like Richmond and Ivory and Edge, Symphony, who go out and buy all of this land, they start, dibs. yeah, they start acquiring land, right? And they're millions and millions of dollars invested in all these pieces of property mm -hmm. that they fully planned mm -hmm. on forecasting to build, you know, thousands and thousands of homes in 2021. And now they're being told, oh no, you're going to get lumber for a quarter of that. Wow. So you've got to think on from their side too, the, these poor like Builders that are so used to selling thousands and thousands of thousands. Poor, I know I say that. I'm like, but like they, they really, you think about the amount of money they have set out in investments in yeah. land and in property, and they forecast just like anybody else in business does, uh, the amount of homes they're going to build to make up for that. Mm -hmm. Well, they get told from an outside source from something they can't control. Sorry. Like you're, you're not going to get yeah. the lumber you need to build that. So it creates an issue for them. And from the buyer's side, buyers are frustrated because existing homes are through the roof. Mm -hmm. You can't buy new construction. It's mm -hmm. if you can, it's the cost of it's insane. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but like it, you just, what do you do? Yeah. You know, you do your best to try and help these people, but 
Utah is a crazy market right it now. It is. Well, it's a, so a, a good example, like Brendan just got his home uh, under contract, what, last week? Funny thing you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what? Well, because the builder that he's building with, um, he sent me the video on them, right? Yeah. Because he's like, hey, bro, like, they got a property, like, right on the road from mine. It's going to come up. And yeah. I'm like, Eagle Mountain, though? Like, Eagle Mountain? Like, but then I, like what we were talking about earlier, like, it's growing, and there's a lot mm -hmm. of appreciation. In the next couple of years, the area is going to be worth a lot of money, yeah. you know? And uh, he just, he's going to close on a property over there. Brand new home. Nice house for about 500000 500000 here in the valley doesn't get you shit. I know. Like, you get grandma's house. That's, like, dated from 1999, you know? If so, you're lucky. Yeah. 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 If and you're so, lucky. And so I'm like, ah, I'm thinking about Eagle Mountain now. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a know, good investment. Never, I never right? thought about that. But as an investment, if you look at, you know, if you're forecasting appreciation, it's actually not a bad area, mm -hmm. you know? And, and his property's not too far deep in Eagle Mountain. So Like, right right in the border of Saratoga. And so yeah. one just came up. And so I'm going to go look at it. Good. Yeah, okay. Just, I'm going to go look at it. Because I'm thinking, hey, two years from now. Dude, I'd those are just gonna skyrocket. A good example yeah. is he, he he just got it under contract, and he actually told me today, um, he got offered twenty five grand additional from the builder. Apparently, a different guy came wants wants to buy the home, so the guy can literally make twenty five grand and literally a, a on week, a house that he hasn't lived three in four yet. days maybe, yeah. um, which is cool because that's the in this, that's where we're at right now in real estate. You know, supply and demand. You know, like at this time last year, we probably had like seven eight seven eight thousand homes on the market. Now we're at like two, yeah. 2,000. Yeah, I think so yesterday, my dad and I do this all the time just because it's so interesting. I get on, just pull up the MLS and look and see how many active houses there mm -hmm. are in Utah in general, which was like 2014 or something yesterday. And then in Salt Lake County, it was 400 and change. That's it. In all price ranges. And I'm like, holy it's cow. It's insane. Insane. Yeah, it's super low. It's super low. But That's the why. value is, like you said, you go to Eagle Mountain, it's inconvenient to get there mm -hmm. right now i mean that doesn't mean that our road infrastructure isn't going to change and make it better but a um, little inconvenient to get there but what you're getting for five hundred thousand there versus five hundred thousand in sandy yeah that's no, like a no no-brainer yeah. yeah what no do you brainer. do yeah it's a no-brainer i'm really happy and excited for utah i hear and you see it like i don't know if it's like memes or something or they're like editing on like the, the like the billboard like road things that on the freeway you'll see things like stay in california or some stupid shit i yeah. think they're like memes <laughs> that someone creates yeah. but you hear that joke but i welcome it like i love i, I want to see the growth in utah like utah salt lake has been so far behind like when it comes to growth and and everyone's always like you were talking about earlier people look at it like oh that's like if you tell me from utah like oh you're polygamous you're mormon like they make jokes right but yeah because no one knows yeah because no one knows but it's such a gem you yep. know and we've talked about this for years uh -huh. it's like salt lake is gonna be we've always LA. known like, oh, we've yeah. always known we're like dude like just don't tell anybody just else don't tell right? anybody. Like, just stack <laughs> yeah. up properties hold them etc yeah. and now the secret's out and everybody's moving here you know and we're I, the, know. I think that we're the number one state in the country you know, when it comes down to growth growth yeah you know, overall uh, which is awesome. Yeah, and I think St. George is the fastest growing city in the country right now. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. So I don't know if that's true, but St. George is blowing up. They every time I drive up. through there, you see how much expanding oh they've done. Oh, my God. Every time we go there, it's like new buildings come up everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Which is perfect, though. I love the location of it. Yeah. You're right by Vegas. You know, you're right here. You're four hours away from Salt Lake County, four or five hours away. You're central, I feel like. Yeah. No, I think it's a great area. I mean, if, if I could, that's where I would be, would be Southern Utah. I yeah. just think it's a... 
a little more laid back. I, I'm really outdoorsy, so yeah, it's I so like being able nice to like the weather. Yeah, <laughs> be outside all year. I'm yeah, I'm going to Powell. Person. I'm going to Powell tomorrow. First time Lake Powell. You've been there before, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to Lake Powell tomorrow for the first time. We got like this big pontoon boat, and it's all and low. <laughs> it's like that's what I asked him. I asked him. I said, "Hey, are you sure I'll be able to like move the boat around?" And she's like, "No, where you're at, don't worry about it. It's super deep. Yeah. I think it's like Wahip or something." Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, and I'm not, it's, we're not going to be like speeding or anything. It's just a pontoon. We're just going to yeah. be like barbecuing on the boat. They have a grill on the boat, which is cool. That's cool. And uh, we'll take the kids to fish, you know, it's just like a fishing trip. Um, but no, I love Utah and I'm from Vegas originally, but I fell in love with Utah and I'm probably never going to leave. I'll probably have houses elsewhere, but Utah is just home, you know. I love it. Yeah, it's a really nice place. Great but place. you're doing so good. I'm so happy you're here and you're helping Utah by building one house a month. Which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're limited right now, but one house oh a month, uh, which is really cool. But I mean, you're doing good. You had an amazing life. You went on tour with Nitro Circus. You're in the movie, right? The 3D movie. 3D movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna pull that up and Dude, play it. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. Go sit and watch the 3D movie. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna check that out. It's pretty cool. We'll put it here in the podcast. Yeah. Um, but dude, you're doing so much for women in, in in construction, right? The the house that she built is a badass project. I got behind it immediately. I wish I could have did more, um, but I'm happy that I was able to find a girl, a female videographer. That would have been weird if it's like me holding the camera. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> this is a big ass guy. But uh, no, I'm really happy that you're doing that and you guys brought a lot of attention to women in construction. I think that they need to know and understand that they are welcome in trades, jobs, and and framing, and sheetrock, and the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're really happy that you came by and talked about it. We'll definitely put some links out there. Cool. Your Instagram handle is? Stephanie Builds It. Stephanie Builds It, and is that for Facebook too? Uh, Facebook's just Stephanie, Stephanie Sharp. Sharp. Okay, yeah. Stephanie Sharp. So I'll put your links in there, and we'll give you a shout out. Definitely Stephen Daly, Badass Construction Company. Um, you guys are local. Yep, yeah, located in Draper. Yeah, see, she's doing stuff in Draper too, and she, she lives there, so it's pretty cool. I've been there. The office is badass. It's like an old school, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, another weird connection story. So when Nitro Circus was sold, the owner of Nitro Circus bought that building. They were Draper City was going to tear it down. It's yeah. like a hundred plus year old school, and Greg Godfrey bought it and sat on it for a while and played around in it and rode dirt bikes through it and then decided, no, I could do something with this. So he had this idea to create this creative space that's just a bunch of different offices in this old school building yeah. that do different things. And yeah, we're in there. Yeah, I've been there. That's it's cool. A, it's a pretty badass it's office. Cool. It looks like an old, like, it looks almost like a mill. I don't know. It's kind of It's like an weird. old elementary <laughs> yeah. school. Yeah. It's the gym is a wedding venue. Like it's, there's a barber shop in there, some attorney's offices, some 3D, <laughs> like we- just so weird, weird yeah. random so places. Random. So yeah, no, that's badass. But you guys are close. It's like what? 123rd, I think. Is it over yeah, there? Yeah. 124th and 9th East. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Super close. Our new office is on 9th East. Yep. 9th we're East. We're on 6,000 though. Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're moving today, actually. You're the last guest oh, in, in the podcast in this studio. So <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a new studio built. We're building out this uh, almost like a broadcasting room. It's going to look like going into a new studio. And we're going to be cool. on Fox 13 News starting in June, yep. which is badass. That's we'll cool. We're doing every weekly segment on real estate here in Utah. So should be awesome. fun. Big shout Can't out. Wait. Real Estate Rundown. UBO Real Estate Rundown. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really pumped. But everyone's doing 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 good. I'm so happy for you, though. I'm so happy for you to come in. Thank you. Um, again, I'm going to do a, a nice shout out for you on the Instagram, uh, on our Facebook, and some YouTube stuff. I'll send you some clips, too, for your social media because I know that you're growing it. You're also sponsored by Cat Footwear. Yeah. Right? So she's a Cat Footwear model. 
She's a foot model. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Doesn't that sound just like super weird? Yeah, like, no, right? <laughs> like perverted foot model. Yeah. Okay. They send me work boots. <laughs> yeah, she wears work boots. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. badass. Con- there's a lot of construction companies or clothing companies that are trying to like really push towards women. So I've got like bad workwear, cat footwear, all these different companies, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's badass. So Hell big yeah. shout out to you, Stephanie Sharp. Thank, Thank you. you for coming in today. Really appreciate spending time with yes. you. Alan, thank you so much for co-hosting. We're, we're like Until in a super time. crazy rush today. Oh, we're we like on the go, 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 go. But that's our life, though. That's what we yeah. do. We love it. That's what we do. No awesome. Thank you guys for watching. Tune in next week. I need to know everything. Who in the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche. five and a horse. I'm ready for war.